Hey guys, it's Lauren Yates here, celebrity interviewer, entertainment reporter, and the host of this podcast, Rave It Up, celebrity news, reviews, and interviews. If this is the first time you're listening, go check out our show's trailer on Apple Podcasts or Spotify to learn more about us. And make sure to follow us on social media to tell us what else you would like to hear from this podcast. We are under Rave It Up TV on Instagram, Rave It Up Show on Facebook, and our website is raveituptv.com. Now today, we have a chat to American actress Kelly Stables, who you may know from The Ring 2. She played Melissa in Two and a Half Men and Kelly in Superstore. We have a talk to her about all of these projects, as well as go back to talk about studying improvisation at the Groundlings. There's so much to cover today, so let's get into it now. Before we get into today's interview, we would like to give a shout out to our Patreons, Irene, Bev and Michael. If you haven't heard of Patreon before, it is a great way to support us and keep us running and improving. You pick a membership tier that suits you and your budget per month, and in return for supporting us, we'll give you behind the scenes content and free stuff. You don't have to give much either. You can be a part of our Patreons for as little as $4 a month. Just visit patreon.com forward slash rave it up. You can even donate through PayPal if you don't trust other sites. You can do so just through our email, raveituptv at gmail.com. If you have any questions, please do not hesitate to contact us. We appreciate anything you can do to support us. Now, let's get into this interview. Three, two, one. Let's do this. Raise it all. Hey guys, it's RJ May from Breaking Bad. It's Adam Stavani from Step Up. It's Keegan Allen from Pretty Little Liars. Hi, this is Arthur Buttrose. It's Cosentino. It's Rob Mills. Todd McKenney with Lauren Yates on Rave It Up. Raving it up. Raving I'm it up. having fun. Hashtag Lauren, rave it up. Yes. <laughs> sorry. Thank you, I like that effect. <laughs> We're raving it up. Kelly, welcome to Rave It Up. It is a pleasure to have you on our show. How are you going today? Good, yeah, thank you. I'm excited to chat with you. Yeah, in Australia, on the other side of the world too. That's really so cool. exciting. I know. What time is it there? It's 4.30 p.m. here. In, in uh, 10.30 in the morning here, so. Oh, okay. Oh, that's really well. <laughs> yeah. Good time difference. Yeah. Now, since this is your first time on our show, we'd love to get to know you a little bit better by starting from the beginning, if that's okay, to get a good idea of how you've made it to where you are today. So you were born in St. Louis, Missouri, where you performed at the Mooney Opera. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. How old were you when you started performing there? It's one of the oldest theatres now I was having a read. So that's what an honour. Yeah, it's it's a, it's an outdoor theatre, which is fun because in Missouri, we get all four seasons. Um, the theatre season is just in the summertime. Um, so it's... Um, it's they don't do it when it's snowing but there were plenty of times where we would get like rained out and you know we'd have to hold because like a plane would be coming across or a helicopter <laughs> and then you know incorporating that into the show was lots of fun for the audience and for us as well um but I didn't do that until I was a uh, I think it was the summer after my junior year of of high school so before that it was really just any typical kid um, upbringing. I did soccer and softball and cheerleading and wasn't involved with like sports through my um, school and that kind of thing. But um, that was my first like professional um, being amongst like professionals who did that for a living. Yeah. Well, I did read in a, a previous interview that you've done before that growing up theater was kind of the only form of entertainment in Missouri, right? Like, is that why you think you kind of got into it a bit of inevitable? Cause that's all you kind of, all you've ever known. 
Maybe, yeah. I mean, you know, we we didn't have like cable when I was a kid, uh, cable TV. There certainly wasn't like YouTube videos to entertain us or to, to even to do. And so, um, you know, we would go see an occasional movie. Um, but yeah, the the live theater, we had the Fox Theater and then the Muni. And um, and so some wonderful shows came came through there. So that's kind of where I first was like, wow, I don't know what that is, but that looks really exciting. Did you ever think of it as a career as well? Or did you actually have other careers in mind that maybe we don't know about? I, you know, it's something I'd always wanted to do. And I, I have very supportive parents who were kind of like, well, you know, if, if you'd like to do this, this is something, you know, you that some people do for a living. And so um, they kind of supported my interest in it, I guess you could say. And, um, but I, when I first went to, to college, I majored in education. I thought, well, there's no way I, I could make it as an actress, but I could teach acting because I've been in plays in school and that was fun. And so that was an option. And then like my thesis, like at the end of my freshman semester was like, yeah, I, maybe I will try it. Like, I don't know, maybe I, maybe I wanna actually try to do it. So, uh, so then I switched over to um, uh, my major was communications, um, which is just interacting with people and the, the, basically the study of people and how we communicate with each other and interculturally as well. And I found that fascinating. And that's really where I felt like, oh, I love people. And mm -hmm. so acting is essentially just getting inside someone else's mind and heart and clothes and seeing, you know, what life is like for them and the relationships that they have. And so even though uh, um, I'm, I'm an actress, it's really just portraying a, a person. Yeah, of course. Um, yeah. <laughs> and, really interesting because um, usually communications here in Australia anyway is a little bit more like the journalism side of things. Well, so the school I was at is, is known throughout um, the United States. That's one of the number one journalism schools in the country. It was University of Missouri in Columbia. Um, but us communication majors were kind of like people who were like, yeah, that's really competitive. I'll just major in communication. So we had a lot of, we had a little bit more fun. Yes, <laughs> it, wasn't as, it wasn't as competitive. Fun yeah. pretending to be other people. <laughs> who doesn't want to do that? That sounds awesome. Right, right, right. And upon moving to um, LA, you quickly got involved in obviously the theater arts, acting, choreographing as well, which is really cool in over two dozen plays for the audience. And then you also started studying improvisation at the Groundlings. That was so cool to read when I was doing research on you to give our audience a bit of an idea about how awesome the Groundlings are. You know, some of their well, alumni includes like Melissa McCarthy and her husband, Ben Falcone, you got Will Ferrell, yes. Kristen Wiig. Yes. That's just amazing. What was your favorite part about the Groundlings? Were you there around the I time? Had, I had time a teacher. From... No, one of my teachers was Mitch Silpa, who still does a ton of work. You, if you've seen Bridesmaids, he's the flight attendant on the plane. That's like, you know, you can't, you know, he, that's one of many things that he's done. And he was so encouraging, so talented and so funny. And what's interesting about studying at the Groundlings is it was really, they had a set of rules. Like it wasn't like, let's just go in and be funny. Like you were actually told like, don't try to be funny. Like try to find the authenticity in this character and the real conflict in this scene. 
and then like heighten certain aspects, which will make it funny. But um, it was a lot stricter than I kind of went in thinking it was going to be because you see the finished product of people, who, you know, like the people you had mentioned, they've gone to the school and they've done the training and they've tested different shows and they're in different companies. And so you see like the finished product, you know, but um, for us groundlings at the groundlings, it was, uh, it was, it was like a lot of learning, like, um, you know, diff their, their rules, which all made sense and all did help like feed you to the, the, the goal, which was to be, you know, a successful comedian, but, um, yeah, yeah but they had some, some really interesting and, and practical rules, but they were pretty strict about following them. Tougher than you thought it was going in, obviously. Yes. <laughs> yeah. But it's made you a better actress and a better comedian. So thank you. It definitely made my, my skin thicker, that's for sure. Cause I had one professor, one teacher who he he just didn't he didn't he didn't vibe with me from day one. And it was I think that there are I am not gonna say who it was. And I don't even know if he's still in acting, but um yeah, I think that some people don't like smiley people mm. for whatever reason and so I think from day one he's like you like he he had it like it was so bad that I was like where are the hidden cameras like he's being so mean but it, it made me it what I learned from that was it's like you know you're not going to win everybody in the room just you know you have to sometimes be able to like take the punches and still stand on stage and still deliver your stuff and Mm. Um, but that was, that was a harder, <laughs> that was a harder. Probably like, oh, one of those happy ones. I used to be like that. Got to tear her down. You know what? I think so, because he hadn't gotten to the level that some of his comrades had. So I don't know, maybe he was just like, you're so naive. I don't know. Go back to, go back to Missouri. <laughs> oh, well, as you said, it, it gave you thick skin and you learned that you can't just impress everybody. <laughs> Even with fans, you know, you still got haters out there too. So, oh, you know, yes, you got to yes. balance it out that you just got to yes. don't even care about what they say. That's right. Yeah. You just got to love what you do. That's what, that's the most important. <laughs> yeah, so true. Did you know we filmed this interview? Well, come on over to our YouTube channel, Rave It Up TV. You can subscribe for free. And here's a little secret. We like to reward our active subscribers with autographed photos and merchandise, no matter where you are in the world. So don't forget to give us a thumbs up while you're there and get busy sharing the videos with your friends. Do you know Rave It Up now has a private Facebook group where we give away regular prizes and you get to have a sneak peek at what we're up to? You'll get to see some fun behind the scenes action and can be part of the interview process yourself just like a real journalist. So come join us and share your passion for entertainment with all of our other fans. Just search Rave It Up Community on Facebook and we look forward to getting to know you. You did say also that you've, uh, your first ever job, I thought this was really funny, was <laughs> as an extra, as a monkey in uh, Tim Burton's Planet of the Apes in 2001. <laughs> You're like, everybody has to start off being a monkey. <laughs> yeah, um, yes. Yes, Rick Baker saw you doing that and just because of, you know, your size and that you're over 18, he thought you'd be great for a double of the role of Samara in The Ring. Yeah. I didn't even know that until I did my research on you. I was like, oh, The Ring. Oh, my God. Got to talk to her about that. Yes. <laughs> Do you really think it's all about being in the right place at the right time or is it about the connections or a bit of both? Because I've, I've heard both. 
I think it is a bit of both. I mean, I think you have to set yourself up to be uh, available, you know, being at the right place at the right time. Sometimes you have no control over that. Mm. You know, I didn't know that I would meet Rick Baker there. Um, But I think in addition to that, it's also when you are where you are, you know, trying your best to have a positive attitude and to be helpful and to um, just be a reliable person. Because even though it's a set and it's exciting, it's still a workplace. You have to have a level of like professionalism so that other people can get their jobs done efficiently. Mm. And so, you know, I think, I think that's, just as equally as important. So what you can control and what you can't control are, are both play into that. Yeah. Be easy to work with too. You don't want to be working with someone that's just so hard and difficult and oh. Right. <laughs> yeah, there's, yeah. There's a lot of moving pieces and a lot of them have to move fast in order to get your shots that you need to for that day. So Time if you is can money. <laughs> And be prepared and yeah, and and not, you know, make everyone wait for whatever situation that you have going on, you know, yeah, time is money. You'll be more likely to be asked back, I think. Yes. (laughs) Well, it shows in your line of work that you have been called back for several things because Ring 2, you were in that and actually played the role of Samara. Yeah. You looked incredible too. I you, I oh. haven't watched it because I'm very scared of scary movies. But Me too. <laughs> when Me I looked too. at the photos, I was like, oh, my gosh, it doesn't even look like you. No, and I had nothing person? to do with that. That was all this, the talents of um, Rick Baker and Kazu who did a lot of that and their design. I was just, the, I literally was just the canvas and, and that was all their creative force behind that they really I mean it was five and a half hours of me in the makeup chair of them just do was putting putting together that character and um, and everything that was there were many layers they would like paint my skin and then put a prosthetic over it and then texture it and then paint that and put my hair up in a wig and then put on you know there was like I think like three or four different different wigs for different situations in that movie expensive wow. wigs like $15,000 wigs and because the hair was a big part of yeah, that even though you're just like it just looked like it was all over the place <laughs> oh yeah I mean when they were doing that close-up of like that one eye I mean I had to hold still and they pieced like very specifically like what part they wanted showing the hair shown oh my goodness yeah. But five and a half hours, that is a long time for you to sit in the chair. Was yeah. the whole thing uncomfortable as well with all the prosthetics? You know, it was, but I think I found it so fascinating that it was, um, that it. I just let that go, you know. Mm-hmm. And I remember they'd always like, we'd have a, you know, at one point, like an hour and a half in, they'd do a Starbucks run. So we'd be drinking our little, you know, Starbucks and stuff. But we couldn't, um, because of the prosthetics, we couldn't eat or, or drink. So we had to like do through a straw or have like really small little bites, you know, cause you didn't want to stretch out the, basically they put a whole new face on me. <laughs> oh my goodness. It must really help though with the acting to feel like a totally different character as well. What was just so- in your head. Yes. And what was so weird was, because I, I I would see myself in a mirror as they were doing it, but then once then I was just walking around, I still felt like me, but to everyone else, they saw this like horrific, like hard to look at person. So what I found so interesting was how I got treated and how I noticed people looking at me differently than I did just walking around as me, you know, just mm. walking around as me, people, you know, they look, you know, but as, as someone else, it's almost like it's you, I could tell that they almost didn't want to look at me. And I thought, oh my, that is, 
that's an interesting observation that I'm feeling right now. I could tell that people were kind of, you know, they didn't want to look like they were staring. And it, I don't know, maybe gave me some empathy, empathy and just an idea of how, like if someone who doesn't look traditionally normal, whatever mm -hmm. they believe that means, how they might, and, and that's just how they are other every day, you know, how that might affect them. And, and it was an interesting, interesting study of people. Coming back to the whole pe people learning. <laughs> <laughs> but it shows yeah. how great of a job the makeup department did then. Yes. Where it's like, oh, that's not Kelly. And then you look in the mirror and go, oh, wait, yep, okay, I'm wearing all this stuff still. <laughs> Makes <Yes>. sense. <laughs> One other interesting thing I learned from that project was how sometimes um, our imagination can be the most powerful tool in fear, more so than the real monster. And that's yeah. why it was so important for them to not reveal Samara's face too soon because what people, they, they wanted the audience to think what's behind there. Oh my gosh, mm -hmm. what does it look like? They wanted them to be scared, you know? And that's why I think people are scared of the dark because they don't know what's in the dark, you know? Yes. It's so much more scary to have me underwater longer and then pop up as opposed to see the monster. Once you see the monster coming out at you, you're like, yeah, hey, I'm out of here. And then you run, you know? <laughs> it's the suspense, so, isn't it? It's kind of like when- Our imaginations are so powerful. Yeah, I've heard so many times if you watch a scary movie without the music, totally yes. different thing. You'll probably actually laugh at the whole thing that, oh my goodness, like it's the music yes. that adds to it, to the suspense. Yes. That's what that makes it ominous scary. woods is so different <laughs> from like birds chirping and like a river. Yeah, sound yeah. of a river. I, I still can't watch it even without the music. It's still a bit, because uh, I just I'm the, the imagination way. is too grand. Like, yes. I just start thinking of all the, you know, oh, okay, something's about to jump out. Yeah. <laughs> In five, four, no, no, it's going to happen now. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> I can't totally. take it. Yeah. What a great experience for you, though, because obviously it's not scary when you're on set, but when they no, put the whole finished product together. Yeah, a lot yeah. of like, a good example of how it takes so many people doing their job really well to put together, you know, a, a, the perfect storm. <laughs> I was going to say, except for the cast members looking at you, that's probably a little bit scary. <laughs> Yeah, well, that was just, that was just odd. It took me a minute to be like, why isn't anybody like, and I couldn't smile back. Like the prosthetics didn't allow me to be like, hi, you know, so I just, so I'm sure they were like, this girl's creeping me out, you know. <laughs> She's doing a little bit of method acting, just turning <laughs> into the character. I hope not. <laughs> so you are also commonly recognized as the bubbly receptionist, Michelle on Two and a Half Men. Love that show. What a huge show for oh, you. Yeah to be involved in how did that how did this gig all come about for you what, what was the audition process like and how'd you hear about it I will I get my auditions through my agent and I was recurring on a show called Greek at the time which was about a college sorority the college sorority system and so yeah I I just I went to the audition and then um I got a call back and the callback um happened to be a, I had another job that day a voiceover job and I wasn't going to be able to make it but then the voiceover jobs time got pushed later in the day which never happens but it did and so I was able to make the the callback and um yeah it was just um in the callback in in I remember I was um I had like a a shirt that kind of showed like this part of my neck and so I had to wear like a strapless bra 
for that audition. And I like sat up straight and, and, and then as soon as I sat up, like I could tell it like slipped down under my shirt and I'm like, Oh, and this was in the audition. And I'm like, they couldn't see it. Cause it was under my shirt, but I felt it. And I was like, what do I do? Like, that's going to look weird if I try and adjust. So I just took my sides <laughs> and I like held them like this. And I'm like walking out of the room, like, thank you. you know? yeah. Oh, See, that's a story that we wouldn't have known otherwise. <laughs> Um, yeah, that's one of those times where, where you're in the moment and all I'm thinking is like, I'm saying the lines, but all I was thinking was like, what do I do with this? You know, what do I do here? That's really funny though. Like, thank you for sharing that. You didn't have to. We, <laughs> you could have just uh, hidden the fact that was what was happening under your shirt, but I love it. Yeah, no, it was, I didn't know what to do in that situation, but that was, it ended up being a really fun show to work on. Um, you know, some of the, I mean, John Cryer is one of the funniest guys, nicest guys. And the writing on that show is, is so specific. It's almost musical the way they want to have it, you know, hear it. And so, um, it was, it was a good time. Yeah. People still are like, Melissa, Hey, Melissa, how's Dr. Harper? I'm like, oh my gosh. Alrighty. <laughs> <Shut up>. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I met, I, I met Melissa, not Michelle. Yeah. <laughs> Just in the moment. <laughs> right? Oh, but obviously the universe just knew that you needed to have this gig. So it pushed the voiceover stuff back for you. It wasn't that crazy. Yeah, sometimes it just works out like that. Hey guys, it's RJ May from Breaking Bad. It's Adam Stavani from Step Up. Bryce Johnson from Pretty Little Liars. It's Rob Mills. Todd McKenney with Lauren Yates on Rave It Up. These celebrities are sharing a message of hope and inspiring the younger generation. In our new book, Knowing What I Know Now. This is filled with 70 quotes from your favourite celebrities on what they would tell their 14-year-old selves. A book filled with amazing advice to help you chase your dreams or help you deal with bullying or depression. It is available worldwide as a paperback or ebook version. Go to raveituptv.com to buy your copy now. There is even an audiobook version coming very soon. In this day and age, we're surrounded by technology and electricity all the time. Like our phones and laptops, phone and radio towers, Wi-Fi, electric power lines, and the appliances in our home. Do you know that these could be damaging your health because of the electromagnetic radiation coming off them? When I found Orgone Effects though and bought their products, I immediately noticed a difference. I started sleeping better and was even calmer and not always high in adrenaline. Orgone Effects has over 20 years experience in developing products to neutralize the harmful effects of EMRs. I have six of their products myself now and I could not recommend them highly enough. These products last a lifetime too, so you only have to buy them once. Go check out their website, orgoneffectsaustralia.com.au. That is O-R-G-O-N-E effectsaustralia.com.au. And type in the coupon code RAVEITUP at checkout. Something that you just recently did, which I've watched all of it now, I absolutely love it, is Superstore. And you played Kelly in that. One of... I, I, it's a pleasure to talk to you today because I've only just rewatched a few episodes lately and I'm like, hey, yeah. I'm interviewing her next week. Yay! <laughs> and it is about a superstore that's in St. Louis, which I find really fitting because you are from St. Louis. Was it actually filmed there? Did you get to go back home? I We didn't do any filming there. It was all on the Universal Studios back lot. Oh, look um, at that. TV magic. Who would yeah. have bought that? <laughs> yeah, but they would they would have like in the, when you would see a parking lot like the 
uh, set people would have Missouri license plates. So that was very, um, uh, I guess, authentic or realistic. Very specific, yeah. But no, I... We're not looking uh, at the number plates. <laughs> no. Yeah, if you are, then the acting is, we're not doing our job. No. <laughs> but yeah, no, they, that, that was a top-notch set too. Everyone did their job so well. And that was a fun character to play. Yeah. Well, your name was Kelly in the show too. Is that a bit weird or is that kind of helpful? Cause people don't screw up oh. your real name to your character. Well, name. you know, it originally when I got, when I got the initial audition, it was like Kathleen or Kathy or something like that. You don't look like a Kathy. <laughs> no, no, no. And so I was like, all right. And then I was like, whatever. And, and, and the character description was like, she's not dumb. She's just not like the sharpest brightest bulb or something and it's like she's not slutty she just doesn't dress appropriately like she's not you know so there's just, there are some little things about her and I was supposed to have a kid I was supposed to have been like divorced with a kid that was that never they just dropped that storyline or decided not to, to to have that part of my character I think when I started to get more involved with Jonah but um yeah so and then and then the initial costume fitting um they're like uh, they have your character name and all your possible costumes and it said Kelly. And I was like, oh, that, they usually put like the character name, but then the showrunner, his name's Justin Spitzer, really nice guy. And he has a new show coming up. I think it's American Auto. It's going to be hysterical. Ooh. The guy I who played Marcus, shows. you'll have to check it out. The guy who played Marcus in Superstore, he's going to, he's one of the leads in this new show. Oh, and he's he, hilarious. Oh, I will definitely check um, it out. <laughs> So um, anyway, so Justin emailed me or called me or something. He goes, do you mind? We kind of just kept calling her Kelly. Do you mind if we use your name, Kelly, even though that's your real name for this character? I was like, sure, no problem. But like, it was fine, except for that episode where they're all like, hi, I'm Kelly. Hi, I'm Kelly. I'm like, oh my gosh. All right. This is weird. <laughs> is that a bit hard to listen to? Do you feel like a bit of bullying? <laughs> well, you know what's funny is, I, especially in television comedy, Talk about having thick skin. I think you have to be able, you have to be okay with people like poking, like poking fun at you a little bit. Like even though I'm playing a character, I'm still in my own skin, hmm. you know? And so I, I'm not going to get offended if, you know, they're going to make like jokes about my height or my voice. It's all, you know, it's all, if I can't laugh at it, then the audience can't. Right. And so we always need more laughter. So I'm all, I'm all for that. That's fine. So, did you yeah. have a favorite episode too that you filmed? Oh, I uh, loved all of them. I loved the Halloween one where I got to like pretend stab to stab him when he was the bee and I was the prince or uh, what a beauty pageant. That was really fun. And I, I liked the ones where Mike, oh, I liked the talk show one where we're doing this like talk show with and then Kalik or um, Sandra, Sandra comes in. And we get to interview her. And I'm like, yes. so you're from Hawaii. You're, you know. You're afraid so. of the water. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. That was a fun one. Um, and, and actually that one, the deleted scene was uh, Ben or um, Jonah and I did this little song. At the, we like harmonized this thing at the end of that. Oh, that would have been it, nice it, to it see. didn't make it into the show. But that was really fun. But I like the ones where I kind of have a little, had to have a little bit more dramatic moments too. Like where he was breaking up with me and you know that was kind of fun too yeah you did a really good job and Thank it didn't you. look like the fam the, the cast was a bit of a family is that true 
Yeah, you know, I came in, I think it was season three and you never know when you come in in the middle of something that's already been established, like how it will be. And for sure, like they were really tight with each other, uh, but they also were really nice to me and welcomed me and um, very, um, very inclusive and, you know, really kind people. You know, my, when my mother passed, Colton and Colton, who plays um, uh, Garrett, Garrett, you know, yeah. he sent flowers to my home with he oh. and his wife did. And they're just a, a really neat group of people. I, I have no doubt that all of them will go on and continue to do like really great, really great things and, and keep in touch with each other. I think yeah, they will. you've kept in contact yeah. with them as well. Uh, some of them, yeah, some of them I have. Yeah, well, life gets busy, but it, it sounds like your first day wasn't like your character's first day, where she had no idea what she was doing. <laughs> oh my gosh, no! But but she was. But I think I was not active when I was like so excited to be in that break room. Like any break room, I was a fan of the show before I got on it, and in particular those break room scenes where everyone's all together. Yeah, and. Um, Mark McKinney's up there doing his like trying to talk to the group and I mean I was rolling and so I was like so excited to be there like in that seeing it actually play out was very it was hard to not laugh. Well Irene White was really good too played Carol like how was it was it really fun doing those scenes with her pretending like you're starting to list bad things you want to do to people is it hard to kind of control that laughter inside and not just oh, <laughs> let it all out? 100%. Yes, hundred percent. Yeah, I keep up with her. She's she's doing great things, and again, such a nice person. And um, and Kaliko, who plays Sandra as well. And, but yeah, there was definitely times where I like had to look away so they, the cameras didn't see me laughing. It was very <laughs> funny. They're funny, funny people. <laughs> they sure but are. It makes a great show. Great writers was they took like. Um, they were big characters, but still like believable. Like I've had many people be like, oh, like I know a person just like that, you know? So this yeah. just happened to be like an eclectic group of, of people who were larger than life, but still very um, real. Yeah, relatable as well. Mm -hmm. And it was good that even though you got such a huge cast, that you kind of got a little bit of the background story of every single one. So you can kind of fall in love with every single character a little bit. Yeah, totally. Yeah, sort of, sort of like how Friends was done. You know, that's uh, so many characters, but you really get to just get to know every single one of them. I feel the same way. I think that might be harder on the writers, but I mean, I know the actors like it more too, and it really is like a true like ensemble cast and mm. so many different flavors. Big minestrone of show. Minestrone. <laughs> <laughs> oh my, that's a good metaphor. I'm going to remember that one. <laughs> And do you know how they filmed that whole tornado scene? Like there's a lot of green screens, big fans, things like that. Movie magic, as they like to call it. Well, that was before I got on the show. But yeah. I think it was exactly That's why I wanted to see if you knew. I knew you weren't on the show yet, but. Yeah, no, I don't, I, I don't know. But um, yeah, I'm sure there were big fans involved. I'm sure they did it piece by piece. And they almost probably had to choreograph different elements. And I, don't, I would be curious as to how much of it also was like, you know, post-production things flying by and stuff like that. Yeah, but being true. from Missouri, I've lived through several tornadoes and it's pretty frightening. Yeah, wow, really? Mm -hmm. Something that bad though? Or yeah, when I was in college, we had something called a microburst, which was like tornado weather and there were like tornadoes popping up everywhere so much in fact that it, at one point it was like, boom, boom. And it like, every, 
<laughs> like, wow. like so my girlfriend was in her bed and she went downstairs or something and a, a big, like um, someone else from another house, like their like uh, uh, bed post or, or a, a curtain rod came crashing through her window and like pierced the bed where she had been like moments before. Oh and you'd have goodness. like a whole car like lifted and just put like five houses down. Like tornadoes are very unpredictable, un very unpredictable and very scary. Oh and I remember God. it just sounded like, like things like go blowing horizontally that shouldn't like I was in, in bed when, and that happened, it felt like someone was like, like shooting like gravel at my screen window. It was very strange. I'm sure you're really glad not to be living there anymore. That, that's terrifying. <laughs> that was pretty scary. It's only the stuff that, well, here in Australia, we see in movies or TV shows, but to actually think that you've lived through that. Yeah. It's really, really scary. Oh, thank, thank God you're in LA now, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Away from all the craziness. <laughs> a, little, a little bit too much uh, realism in Superstore now. <laughs> a, another part of your acting actually includes a lot of fun voiceover work you quickly mentioned before, but a lot of people don't realize, and that's why I wanted to bring it up today in our interview, how hard it can be sometimes because a lot of the time you don't have someone to kind of act off like you do in normal acting is that kind of a challenge you found oh yeah it's it is a lot of fun um and it moves faster than sh uh, shooting like a live action television show um sometimes it can be um I always like it when the actors are in the room as opposed to just recording your lines and then they record their lines and then everyone sends it in. I think Disney, a lot, I've done a couple of voiceovers for Disney and, and they record it singularly, at least the shows that I was on did. Meaning like they would bring just me in and I would just record my lines and then they'd bring another act actor in and, and then they put it together in post. But you think that would be more editing for them too. Yeah, you'd think so. And, and I'm sure they have the reasons for doing that, but I, I prefer it when it's a whole cast and we're reading it together and, then you get to kind of react off of how someone says something. Mm. Uh, yeah. Interesting. Was it like Sophia the first? I know that that's such a huge thing for little kids now. What are we, that's yes. a really big production to be a part of. Same with like Tom and Jerry and what was it? Cloudy oh, yeah. with a chance of meatballs too. Oh yeah. They're Doc huge Mc like Duffin. cartoons. Yeah. Big cartoons. I have a little niece who's four and so she's seen them. Oh, you're like, yeah. Oh, that, that's Kelly. Yeah. <laughs> or does she not even realize? <laughs> yeah, that's Auntie Kelly. She's like, all right. She's kind of like, no, it's not. It's Joni, the show-stopping pony. That's not you. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, can you hear the voice though? <laughs> Same yeah. voice right here. <laughs> I think you have a very distinct voice. So it does, when you're trying to point it out, you can, you can notice Yeah, it, sometimes yeah. my mom would be like, oh, I thought you were in the other room, but you were just on a, it was, you know, one of your episodes was on. <laughs> Oh, well, it's mothers. They, they know their daughter's voices. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Well, I found this really interesting too, which I did not know this before. And I have even more, I already had a lot of respect for you, but even more respect that you've done a little bit of stunt work in the past. Is that correct? I mean, you, okay. Technically they would put it under stunts, but I was not jumping off buildings or falling down or anything. Yeah, I was like, come on, you've got a very, you know, famous face and we got to look after it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, please. No, 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 not even. No, it was just like, you know, when I moved here, I knew no one. And so I would hope to get a job wherever I could get a job. Mm -hmm. And I think um, when, gosh, I think it was like Spider-Man 
I ended up in, there was like some scene in Spider-Man where I got hired for stunts only because I was the size of a kid and I looked like a kid. And there was a, some scene where it's like this um, train or tram or kids like are falling. And because it had to shake, like that's a stunt. That's a stunt. Oh, okay. I was like, really? I would like pay money to go to Six Flags to go on this, you know? Exactly. But, okay. So Let's like- Protect the kids. Let's put an adult in. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Exactly. And then like in Princess Diaries, I was a stunt, I did stunts on that, but that was just like mattress sliding, the scene where we had mattresses and we're going like down the big slide. Again, I was like, I shouldn't be getting paid to do this because this is like, this is a lot So much fun. Yeah. Yeah. I was thinking it was either that scene or like when she does the uh, the bow and arrow scenes and I was like, okay, maybe you do a bit of uh, bow and arrow action, do you? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. No, oh. I don't do bow and arrow. Are you talking about the Dragon Hunter movie? Oh, no, no, for with Princess Diaries. Oh, Princess Diaries, yeah, yeah. yes. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I did do a movie where I played like an elfin warrior and I had like a bow and arrow and I had to get like lessons on how to do that. Oh, see, this is the side of acting people don't realize. You, you get oh. some fun jobs where you can just do mattress surfing and then you got yes. other ones where you got to learn some new skills. Yeah, totally. <laughs> I love it. Well, <laughs> Before we move on to a cool game, because uh, there's a bit of competitive element to this that you'll love and it's a great way for fans to get to know you. I just wanted to finish up with a question that will really help our audience as well in case they want to get into acting. Do you have any advice for those people wanting to get into acting? Yeah, I would say um, follow your heart and follow your um, aspirations and just act. Just find a way to play around. And at this point, if you're 14, if you're a kid, don't look at the rules. Don't know what the rules of acting are. Those will come when you get a job or it, once you want to turn it, if you decide you want to turn it into a profession. At this point, I would say just have fun and um, find a group of good people that you can just explore with and pretend mm. to be other people or, you know, put on a play or write your own play. Or even if it's just one minute of a scene, you know, I would say at this point, don't limit yourself to anything you think you should or shouldn't be doing in order to get on the path. Just play. It's so important, I think, to be able to, even if you decide to have it as a profession, to, to try it as a profession, to go back to that place where you're like, there are no rules here. I want to be free to do um, what, whatever I want, you know, have fun with it. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, and, you know, it, and nowadays, you know, with like YouTube and you can, you can, you have access to, you know, everyone has a camera on their, on their phone. So it's, it's very possible to record yourself doing something or edit together a little piece skit or something. Yeah, create your own little mini movie and upload it. Sure, yeah. yeah. So many ways. But thank you so much for that advice. Hopefully people take it on. And we, yeah. we hope we're going to see some really cool things for you in the future. Is there anything you can reveal to us? Well, I just shot an episode of NCIS, oh, um, cool. which is on CBS. And I have a, it's a guest starring role. And it's a, a, like a character I've never played before. It's the first time on TV that I had my short hair. Yes, um, that was one thing I noticed when you logged on. Yeah. I was like, oh, short hair. <laughs> yeah, I cut it off. And, and then I, it's, it's, you know, NCIS is not a, it's not a comedy. It's a drama. 
Um, and so I play, a, I don't, I can't say too much about it, but it's, it should be airing this season and a more um, serious it, role. Uh, yeah. A more, a more serious role, but they, but they had fun with it. Of course they had some. Yeah, of course. Fun, fun with it. Yeah. Kelly Stables, you have to have a little bit of fun with it while, while you've got her. That's right. <laughs> Go for it. Well, any other future projects, you'll have to come on and t- talk to us about it. I'd love to hear about it. Oh, you're so sweet. Yeah, I'm happy to. You have such a great energy and you're so positive. It's really fun to chat with you. Oh, I think the exact same thing about you. Oh, <laughs> that would have been my compliment to you. I just, I've <laughs> always loved your bubbly personality. Whenever you pop up on TV shows and movies, I'm like, oh, Kelly's in it. I'm going to love it. <laughs> Thank you. Show me what you got, girl. <laughs> do you love the world of entertainment? And do you love writing? Well, you could be perfect to join Rave It Up. We are currently looking for talented new writers to write for our website, raveituptv.com. You must speak fluent English and be passionate about everything entertainment, from celebrities to movies and music. If you're interested, please email us at info at raveituptv.com. Looking for news that is fair and unbiased? Visit our friends over at Our Shout Media. For all the latest news from Australia and around the world, as well as their own weekly podcast, Our Shout Media delivers news that you can trust. Check them out at ourshoutmedia.wordpress.com. Our Shout Media, news delivered the Australian way on us. We're going to have some more fun with this cool game. Okay. It's called the Two Minute Hot Seat. It's very legendary okay. here on Rave It Up. I used to do it every single week with every single one of my guests, and then I took several years off it, and people were asking where it went. So I brought it back. Here we go. We're back. <laughs> so it's a question answer game. So I just ask you various questions, and you just have to pick your preference. So it's like dogs or cats, singing or dancing. Okay. Very easy. Okay. Cool. And you have to answer as many questions in two minutes as possible. And then okay. when we finish, we'll see where you sit on the leaderboard up against everyone else that's played the game on the show. Woo! <laughs> okay, Hopefully okay. I can get some more like superstore cast members or something and you can set the bar nice and high for them. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So at the top of the leaderboard for, I'm going to say for Zoom interviews, uh, is 55 questions. Oh, my gosh. All right. Yes. It's a, it's a lot higher for in-person interviews, but let's make it fair with Zoom. Okay. <laughs> and I'll give you two minutes 15, like I do all my Zoom interviews, just because there's a little bit of a delay. So okay. let me get my stopwatch out. All right. And I'll change the, the view on Zoom so we can see both of us. Okay. <laughs> Are you all ready? <laughs> Are <we> ready? <laughs> all right, here we go. Three, two, one. Facebook or Instagram? Instagram. iPhone or Samsung? iPhone. Apple or Android? Apple. Rap or rock? Rock. Rock or pop? Pop. Pop or country? Country. Beach or mountains? Mountains. Beach or pool? Beach. Sun or rain? Rain. Skiing or snowboarding? Ski. Comedy or action? Comedy. Blondes or brunettes? Blondes. Sweet or salty? (laughs) Sweet. Sunglasses or hat? Hat. SUV or convertible? SUV. Mac or PC? Mac. PlayStation or Wii? Or Wii, Wii. Clean or messy? (laughs) Messy. Singing or dancing? Both. Dogs or cats? Dogs. Italian or Chinese food? Italian. Summer or winter? Winter. Kim Kardashian or Scarlett Johansson? (laughs) Scarlett Johansson. Johnny Depp or Will Smith? Will Smith. Mall or online shopping? Online. Cinema or home movie? Home movie. Ice cream or gelato? Ice cream. Cake or cookies? Ugh, cookies. Cookies or cookie dough? Cookies. 
<laughs> family or friends? Family. Christmas or your birthday? Christmas. And night or day? Day. Bus or train? Bus. Straight or curly hair? Curly. Eye color blue or brown? Brown. Vampire or werewolf? Werewolf. Texting or calling? Texting. Los Angeles or New York? LA. Friday or Saturday? Saturday. TV or movies? TV. Coffee or tea? Coffee. Snow or surf? Snow. Harry Potter or Twilight? What was it what? A Harry Potter or Twilight? Oh, Harry Potter. Family Guy or The Simpsons? Family Guy. McDonald's or Burger King? McDonald's. French fries or chips? French fries. A burger or hot dog? Burger. Dress or skirt? Dress. Leather or denim? Leather. City or country? Country. Biting your nails or picking your nose? Biting your nails. <laughs> Tattoos or piercings? Chinese. Backpack or suitcase? Backpack. Pen or pencil? Pen. And we're out of time. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love some of your reactions there. I can see you like country music, it looks like. You're like country. <laughs> oh, how many questions do you think you answered in that time, Kelly? 30. Oh, a lot more than that. I'm really? so happy to say that. Yes, you are killing it. <laughs> you have answered. Oh, what did I say the top of the leaderboard was? 55. And you've answered 54. Woohoo! Yes! So second on the leaderboard for Zoom interviews. <laughs> <laughs> Congrats. If you ever come to Australia, okay, we're going to have to play that in person and you can. That was good. That was everybody. Good. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great way to get for us to get to know you better, too, for all your fans. Those are fun questions. Fun oh, questions. thank you. I'm glad I brought it back. And people love that competitive element. They're like, I have to beat everybody. <laughs> yes. Yes. Man, there were some well. tough ones. Cookies or cake. Oof. And singing or dancing, you're like both. Singing or dancing really got me. That's the one that, that kept me at 54. I always find people kind of stump at like friends or family or. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, singing or dancing is a big one too, I always find. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. People love both. They love to sing their hearts out and dance their hearts <laughs> out. <laughs> oh, well, thank you so much for playing that with me. Always so much You're fun. Thank One of my you. favorite parts of the interview. <laughs> well, you're unfortunately getting to the end of the interview now. It's gone so quickly. I can't believe it. I'm going to be sad to say goodbye. <laughs> but as a closing statement and what's probably the most important question, knowing what you know now, what would you tell your 14-year-old self? That's a great question. Um, I would say, hey, Kelly. <laughs> I would probably say that, is, you know, when I was 14, I think I was very much concerned, not concerned, but I just think a lot of my thoughts were filled with maybe what other people thought of me. And, mm. you know, how is, does so-and-so like me? You know, am I popular? It's all about what other people thought of me. And I would, I would encourage myself to try not to think about that and instead replace it with, um, a positive, a positive thought about myself and a positive thought for someone else and not be so concerned about um, other people's opinions or my own insecurities, but instead um, just try to, to know that I'm going to be, try to be the best that I can be. And that's enough. That's, that's really enough. It's all of us are enough just as we are, just as we're made. 
And we don't need to <clears throat> try and be like someone else in order to be okay. Mm. We're okay, you know, just the way we are. And so I'd probably encourage myself to know that probably other people aren't thinking about you as much as you think they are. You know, oh, yes. if you walk into a lunchroom, people, you, and you don't know where to sit. It's not because everyone's thinking, I don't want her to sit with me. They're all concerned about their own lunches or maybe their next test they have, you know? Mm. And uh, so I'll just probably say something along those lines. I love that. Thank you so much. There's so much of that that resonated with me. I was like, oh my goodness, at 14, I thought the exact same thing. All I cared about was what does everybody else think of me? I'm yeah. sure I wear my hair this certain way. Are they going to like it or hate it? Like, who cares? Yeah. <laughs> I'm just like, be me. Just be yeah. unapologetically yourself. That's like my there favorite you go. quote. Yeah. yeah, that's great. I love that. So hopefully that's helped a bit of our younger audience too. I ended up putting some of those quotes in uh, my book just behind me um, oh, in 2020. Nice. Yeah. And I, I hope to do another one in the future. So who knows? Maybe I could put you in the book too. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah. that's great. I love those answers because it just, it really helps our younger audiences while they might be struggling with some of those things. So thank I think you. it's a common thing, you know, as you're approaching, you know, as you're a young teenager to be aware of yourself through someone else's eyes. But it's also important to know, you know, who you are without other people looking at you, you know? Yeah. As you mentioned in when you were answering that question, that we're all made a specific way. Just embrace it, you know? Right. Put on this earth for a reason. Just, yeah, Absolutely. I love it. Yeah. And if our audience want to contact you or find out what you're up to in the future, Kelly, where should we go follow you? Well, as I said in the two minutes, Instagram. <laughs> Instagram. That's her favorite. <laughs> it's, just, it's just my name. It's just Kelly Stables. And I've I, I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to try to be better at TikTok, but I, let's be honest. I'm, I think I'm just, I'm going to stick on Instagram as long as I can, because, um, I have kids that I need to give attention to. And yeah. You, you've got a life outside of <laughs> social media. Yeah. So, but I, but I'm, I try to do my best to, to do, you know, let people know about what's happening on, uh, on TV and stuff like that through Instagram. And yeah. Yeah. All right, we'll go follow you. Insta's my favorite too. I'm, I'm still it? so behind. I haven't even gotten onto TikTok. I don't really want to. I'm like, ah, seems like a waste yeah, I, of time to me. I got I know. I, I might just let that one go. I have a good, a good friend. She's on that show, Miraculous Ladybug. She plays Chloe, oh. and she's awesome on TikTok. And she's really good at it. And she does it so much that it's just very easy for her now to do it. Sometimes yeah. I'm like, that is so great, but I. I don't know if I, I have that kind of time. You got a family to look after, uh, yeah. a husband that I also noticed is in the industry as well. So that, that must yeah. be really helpful. Yeah. Yeah. And for me, I've got an, an empire to run. So. That's right, girl. <laughs> yes. yes, you do. <laughs> and thank you so much for coming on the show today, Kelly. I really appreciate your time. Oh, yeah, it was my pleasure. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. And as I mentioned quickly before, you're welcome on any time, all right? You've got my contact oh, now, or, or Kurt you. does, and, yeah, just contact me. Thank you. Yeah, it was so nice to meet you. Nice to meet you too. You know, you have someone here in Australia to promote you. <laughs> awesome. I would love to go there someday. I hear it's just gorgeous. Have you been before? No. I've no? Ooh. Well, you've got a tour guide here too, all right? I'll, I'll show okay. you around if you ever come. Awesome. That'd be great. We'll take you up on that. <laughs> yes. It's a beautiful country. I'm here in, in Sydney, so there's oh. heaps of heaps and heaps of tourist sites for you to check out. Awesome. Cool. All right. Well, let's keep in contact and we'll make it happen in the future. 
Sounds great. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Thank you for listening. If you want to be the first to get every new episode, remember to subscribe to this podcast for free. Just search for Rave It Up on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and share it with your friends and tell us what you love the most and even let us know what you want to hear on this podcast. You can even check out the videos of our interviews on our YouTube channel, Rave It Up TV. And for more, visit our website, raveituptv.com. Now, before I leave you today, I just want you to remember that you are loved and you are beautiful. Bye.